What's up, everybody? Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Cultural Sports Podcast, featuring myself and my boy, the unapologetic geek, yes, Mrs. Thomas. What's happening, dog? Man, everything is everything, man. You know, life is beautiful. Sports is always beautiful. It's always something to fucking talk about, and that's what you know we came up with when we talked about doing this show way, way back, bro. We've been trying to do a show together for. Shit, for a minute now. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, you know, it, it's been a long time coming, man, but I think we finally, you know, dotted our I's and crossed our T's and got everything yeah. lined out to where we can put out a dope quality product talking about these niggas playing ball. <laughs> exactly. That, that's exactly what this show is going to be about, man. It's just talking about our people playing ball doing beautiful things, uh, whether it's in the community or on the field, bro. And I'm really excited about it, man. And shit, let's get right to it, bro. Now, but before we get off into it, just let me say to, to y'all listening that the culture sports is an arm of black with no chases. This is our sports division. Yeah. This is where, you know, sports and culture collide, you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. We're going to report it fairly. We're going to talk about it evenly. Um, and and we just going to you know, use this to amplify our voices and tell our stories our way without all the bullshit. So with that being said, let's get into it. Let's go. All right. So the hot topic of of this past week, man, when it comes to sports was uh, something that we can deem or now deem uh, the Rich Paul rule, which came from LeBron James. I didn't come up with that. I'm not nearly that clever. Uh, but the Rich Paul rule is a rule instituted by the NCAA that says that um, if a player athlete wants to possibly pursue a professional career in sports and they want to get an agent, that agent has to have a bachelor's degree, uh, be registered with the um, National Basketball Association, play, well, the National Basketball Players Association for at least three years. They have to have a certification in that. And they also have to come to Indianapolis to take a test given by the NCAA, which, I mean, the bachelor's degree, I'm okay with that. The NBPA uh, certification, I'm cool with that. But it's that test really bothers me, bro. Like that test, that test is a sticking point of mine because, I mean, let's be real. The NCAA is corrupt in its own right. And kids have been going to school and they get passes for for exams and all that kind of stuff because they're student athletes, which I don't have a problem with because I think them having to go to school first to even go to the NBA is a waste of time, especially when we see other players uh, in the past have done it and have been successful primary in which is LeBron James, but to to come on this sanctimonious high horse and say, hey, you have to pass our test before we recognize you as an agent, it's straight up bullshit. And the, the other problem is, is if, let's say a kid wants to go with, with Rich Paul and they want to test the waters in the NBA and the NCAA just last year made a rule saying, hey, you can go and get an agent test waters as far as uh, where your draft position will be. And if it doesn't work out, you can come back to school and play for another year. But under this new rule, if that same kid goes with Rich Paul and for some reason it doesn't 
turn out great if they get hurt, you know, practicing or something like that right before the draft and then they don't get drafted at all or anything like that. They can't come back to the school based on the education of their um, agent. That's trash. That's trash, man. So what are your thoughts on that? So, uh, first of all, um, who the fuck do they think they are to where (laughs) they they can just deem that, you know, people got to take tests for them? Let, let me just say this about the NCAA, man. Them niggas is is the mob. They the government. Oh yeah. They are big business. They are corruption personified, all wrapped up in the one. Yeah. That's. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, um, I I really feel a certain way about this rule, man. You know, um, once I saw Rich Paul on the cover of Sports Illustrated. You knew it was going to be a problem. I knew shit was going to be problematic. Yeah. I didn't think them niggas was going to spring into action. <laughs> I thought it would. That's another thing, man. Don't they normally drag their feet and yeah, take Yeah, like any, any other thing, like, you know, they do exploratory committees and they try something, you know, uh, discreetly or try something in, in, in a small uh, dosage, you know, you know, kind of get a test, a taste yeah. for it. them. Motherfuckers came out like, I, I, I get away from now, get away from them kids. They are money maker. Uh, uh-uh. uh. And, uh, you know. and then you know where it's coming from, right? Like, what really? What was the uh, the linchpin moment that caused them to do this, right? What What you think it was? All right, there's a player. Oh, I can't think of his name right now, but there's a player who uh, he decided to forego going to college to go play overseas. And uh, for a year, and then try the draft process. You know who his agent was, right? Rich Paul. Rich Paul is the one who convinced him to do that, right? NCAA said, "Oh, oh, not here, not around my niggas." And they got, and they sprung into action. And see, you know, that's like, man, I wish the NBA just step in and just. Just open the goddamn gates. I mean, sometimes I I feel like that, man, because like the NCAA is only worried about one thing, and that's the bottom line. Yep, they don't give two shits about any of these kids How long at all. Any of this shit, you know. Um, like I had, I I distinctly remember a, a argument I had with a cat, uh, like last year, or whatever, and we was debating about you know, whether kids should get paid, you know? Mm-hmm. And in his in his arguments, he said that, you know, them getting this free education, which ain't free, by the way, they working for that shit. You best believe it. Yeah, um, that's how scholarships work. Yeah, room and board, you know, uh, that was payment enough. And I was like, dog, um... <laughs> Have you looked at the numbers that the NCAA rakes in when it comes to the the March Madness tournament? Like, and that's just March Madness. We're not even talking right. about uh, the football. My God, right? So you know, um, and then you 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 dive into those numbers and and you see like the split on. I mean, the split is just ridiculous, ridiculously slanted towards the NCAA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It is. Um, you know, TV deals that goes to the NCAA. 
you know, you have like like schools like Texas who started their own network, um, you know, like 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 they hip to the game. You yeah. know, Big, Big Twelve got them, them a network, but the way that the NCAA is set up, man, um, it's all about money just for them. Like, yeah. what the fuck yeah. are they doing? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, the the head of the NCAA, Michael Emmert, he's making millions of dollars a year doing nothing, in my opinion. I mean, they got these crazy fucking rules and all that. I'm, 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 I'm going off to 10. No, 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 no. I, I get what you're saying because – yeah, I understand their business. They got to make their money. But whenever you bring up, okay, but what about the kids? Like, we understand that, that they have scholarships. But at the same time, like, these kids will bring you millions of dollars. Zion Williams, oh, my God. The business that he brought. Right. NCAA basketball just last year was incredible. And you mean to tell me, all right, so I get that that it's an issue for paying players because it kind of makes the um, the competition a little lopsided. I get that. But my response to that is, yeah, you can cap it. There's a thing called a salary cap. It's why the NFL uses it. You can cap it to where right. one, one school can't sign everybody. Don't involve the shoe companies. That's my main thing. Do not involve the shoe companies at all. Because that's really going to make it unfair. Because Nike is going to be able to just do whatever they want to do at that point. But if you give it a salary cap, you pull the money, give it a salary cap. And I'm not a business major or anything like this. I can't say I know exactly how it works. But if you salary cap it, you can figure it out. Like, at least try. I guess that's what I'm getting to, man. At least try, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, you know, like... I, I just hate them niggas, man. <laughs> you got you kids know. out here getting suspended for wanting to work at a grocery store. You know, the grocery store hands them something for free. They're right. like, that's stupid, man. That's stupid. You, you know, like, like I, I have a cousin who played uh, D1 football at Southern Miss. You know, and he was he was a walk on, uh, and I believe he worked his way up to a scholarship, and. The, the rigors of, of the work that they have to go through for this little bitty ass scholarship, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's work, man. Like those kids are, are doing something seven days a goddamn week. Yeah. You know, um, and grown, I mean, I mean, us grown folks don't even work seven days. Right. We're, right. You know, if a nigga get called in on his off day, he ready to throw a fit, you know, <laughs> But like, you know, between the classes, the morning practices, the evening practices, the study halls, you know, uh, tutor sessions and, and all of that, it's it's a lot, man. So it's not like you just handing them, you know, um, a, a free ride and just say, oh, you got to do is show up and play football. That's that's not how it goes. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's, it's very disheartening that a kid giving you all they got um, and going out hitting that field, making you a whole bunch of money, and come Sunday they can't even take their girlfriend to goddamn Burger King to get cheese on her goddamn Whopper because he ain't got but like seven dollars. And that's the thing, man. I'm not saying make all the kids millionaires. I'm not saying that. But goddamn, man, give them something. Give them some walking around money, as the old folks say. Right. Give but, them something. 
I mean, listen, man, in every facet of life, there's levels to every goddamn thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and you doing this podcast, okay? Um, and I believe we gonna pop off and make, make a few dollars from it, you know, because yeah. we just that goddamn good. Agreed. But we can't, we, we ain't gonna be able to just walk around like we, you know, going to advertisers and expect to get the same type of money that D.L. Hughley or Ricky Smiley or, 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 yeah. or you know, Tom Jordan and all them getting advertised doing their radio shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's there's expectations and levels with everything. You know? And there's compromise. With right. And, and you, you should, I, I think they should have like a tiered system that's capped. You know? Yep. You know who the big dogs are, right? Then you have you have your baseline where every player, regardless of if they play one minute or red shirt or no minutes, you get X amount. Okay. Then you have those who, you know, they play this X. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a way to figure this shit out. It is. It's you a know, way to to figure this out and like, then all this. We can all like, just move forward. Like, I, I, it, I, my other thing is, don't you think they're tired of talking about this shit at this point? I mean, they they should be, man. But again, um, motherfuckers gonna go all out to protect they they dollars, you know. Um, and uh, you, you know what I'm really mad at them niggas about, man. What's that? What I'm really pissed off at them about is the fact that we don't have NCAA football on. PlayStation or or goddamn Xbox anymore. We don't have NCAA basketball video games anymore, and it's all they goddamn fault. Yep, it's their fault. That's it. Like you know, fuck them kids. What about me and my downtime with any shit I like to do? (sighs) (sighs) But anyway. Anyway, man, we gonna we gonna just we just gonna because that's a that's something we can do a whole hour. Yeah, yeah, just. Yeah, but but just you know, back to my original point, man. This Rich Paul rule is some bullshit. Um, you know, I and I I'm I'm interested to see if they gonna grandfather him in and, and those who are just like him, which I really don't know how many people are like Rich Paul. I you know what I do know none. Like it yeah. may be some ages who don't have that degree, but they damn sure ain't got the cachet and the reach and the power that Rich has, and that's what it's all about. Rich Paul and the power that he possesses, and the motherfuckers can't stand it. How dare you? Yep. How dare you? How dare you? And I, I can't wait to see how this continues on. I don't think overall it's going to really hurt Rich Paul because Rich Paul is, is probably looking at players like Zion, like um, uh, what's his name, uh, Morant, John Morant. Yeah, John Morant yeah. and, and RJ Barry. He's looking at those type of guys. But I mean, on the chance that it's a kid that's a, a a bit of a late bloomer and he wants to look at Rich Paul. He's probably going to think twice. Yeah. But I tell you this, as a black man, if I had a son that, that had that kind of potential and I'm looking at, you know, how the NCAA is conducting itself and all of that, I tell him, kid, if, if Rich hits you up, you take that call. You take that call. Fuck what they talking about. In a heartbeat. You take that call, man. All right, so on a much, much lighter note, but pity. Yeah. Uh, the NBA released their list of the all-decade team for the 
2010s. And right. it's been a, a, a topic of contention, to say the least. So uh, I just started off, and I just go over all three of the teams. They did uh, all decade, first team, second team, and third team. On the first team, you have Steph Curry, uh, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, uh, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a very good impersonation of that lad, bro. You, you really threw me off. <laughs> my, my bad, man. Now, how long have you been practicing it? That, that, I, I, I have it, man. <laughs> I just heard it in my head and went with it. All right, man. So, if you look at the all-decade first team, one of these things is definitely not like the other, and it's James Harden. But James Harden is a prolific scorer. Uh, flopping notwithstanding, I give him props on his ability to score. Uh, the all-decade second team is Chris Parr, uh, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin, well, I mean, he's all right. Um, he, I say he's more than all right. He's a, a solid player, but second team, I don't know. He's a little high to me, but yeah, yeah, we'll come back to that. And finally, on that all decade third team, the main event in all of this, we have uh, uh what's his, I forgot his first name, but uh, Aldrich from uh, he used to oh, in San Antonio, uh, uh, Lamarcus, yes, Lamarcus Aldrich. Um, looks like Greek freak. Yeah. <laughs> we have Dwayne Wade. And finally, we have Paul George. Oh, not finally. Wait. Paul George. There's one name that I, I just glossed over, and I'm sorry, because uh, maybe it's because I don't, you know, see how they, they're here in the third team tier, but Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is on the all-decade third team and that was a point of contention for a lot of people out there now i grew up liking kobe i wouldn't necessarily call myself a kobe fan but i grew up liking kobe because he perfectly emulated the greatest player of all time in my opinion michael jordan uh wait let me let me just stop you right there it, go ahead he, he stole that nigga shit okay we can even call it that tomato uh, tomato listen if when you, when you copy a nigga to where you walking like him, <laughs> you chewing gum like him. Come on, doing, doing interviews like him, all this stuff. Well, but go go ahead, go ahead. I never forget Michael Jordan was like, uh, yeah, you can say Kobe Bryant is in that greatest of all time discussion because he stole all my moves, and I thought that was hilarious because it was true. Yes, but thirteen, come on, Tyrus, thirteen, bro, seriously. Okay, so. So so before I go into my spiel on this, okay, tell me once again why you think he belongs higher than the all third all decade thirteen. Tell me why. Because man, like it's it's a it's a matter partially of respect. I know it we're encompassing ten years. And if I'm not mistaken, Kobe Bryant retired in what, twenty seventeen? Yeah, somewhere up in there. During that time, he had, what, seven all-star appearances, I believe. And he definitely had one title. If I'm not, because when they won, um, was it 2008, 
the 2008-2009, then the 2009-2010 season. Right. I believe it was his last, you know, where he had two. Okay. And so just based on that, like, I mean, he's a champion. He still did great as far as production. He probably wasn't the most efficient scorer. But then again, you can say the same thing about Russell Westbrook, who's on the all-decade second team, which – like I mean, I like Russell Westbrook, but if we're comparing him to Kobe Bryant, I, I'm saying I don't believe he should have been all decade first team. Let me start by saying that. I do not believe for the 2010s he should be all decade first team. But second team, he definitely should have got in. Definitely. Because for the most part, in the 2010s, I mean, Carmelo had had some um, some issues, but over the last, what, four years, Carmelo has been virtually washed. Right. Just going off of that. And Carmelo, and I like Carmelo, but he's not third team. Seriously. Okay. Uh let me let me just start off by saying, uh, you ain't gonna talk about Carmelo in this disrespect. <laughs> uh, you know, that's Carmelo is, is, is my dude, dog. Um, you know, I, I, I love the Knicks, you know, uh yeah. that that's that's my squad, but you know, you ain't just going to just talk about Carmelo like this. Now, Carmelo from 2010, okay, to 2017, mm-hmm. my boy averaged about 26 a game. Okay. You know. Uh, I mean, good two, for him. It about is. 26, about seven and a half boards. Um, he also averaged about, about three assists. You know, now, well, a lot of people are mad about this list. You know, they they're, they're looking at the totality of it, like you know, championships and and, and all of that, and, and so on and so forth. And and I get it, mm-hmm. but just looking at the players themselves, um, I really have no no problem with this list. And I mean, we we get, we can go back and forth about. And I know you don't like going back and forth, with me, <laughs> you know. Uh, but as far as Kobe goes, man, I see no problem with this list. And I'm sure you don't. You and, and, anyway. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, so the Lakers before LeBron got there was trash. Okay, Garbino. Matter of fact, they were so bad that. They were the worst team in the NBA record-wise for seven years. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot, considering the Knicks in the league, the Kings are in the league. <laughs> I, I mean, let's, let, let's, let's be it's real. garbage to go around. I'm, I'm with you. You know, you know but um, Kobe in the Lakers, they, they last won their they championship championship. Uh, Back in 2008, I believe, 2008, 2009, uh, you know, 2009, 2010. So they closed out the last decade with back to back uh championships, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, then the next three years they did make the playoffs and they lost. But for Kobe's last five years, they was four to five in a division, fifth to five. 55, 55, 55. Okay. Um, 
and 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 I'm not saying it's all his fault, uh, but it is. And then when you look at his his numbers, um, his numbers just don't hold up to everybody else's. I'm glad you brought that up from from 2010, and. You know, uh, a lot of that for me has to do with the fact that he only played a full season once this decade. Once. I'm happy that you brought that up, um, and, I, and I and I get that. You know, and it and, and and again, man, like you look at some of these guys and the the individual accolades that they had in conjunction with putting up these massive numbers. You know. I, I just don't see the problem. Like he got all third, uh, all decade third team, kind of like you said, out of respect. Uh, same with D Wade, you know. D Wade was washed for two out of for the two titles that he won during this time. I, I will happily admit that. You say he was washed? Hell yeah, but then he was hurt. He was hurt. I'm not saying. Hold on, let me back up. I'm not saying washed in the sense that he couldn't produce because okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he could definitely produce. And by the way, Dwayne Wade is one of my favorite shooting guards of all time. Yeah, I, I think he's yeah, like yeah. number number three or number four. I, I'm definitely taking him number three right now. Yeah. I'm taking him number three. I mean, and we can go to oh, that 20, uh, 2006 year where he basically yeah. turned into Michael Jordan during the uh, finals. One right of the out. greatest playoff performances I ever seen. Ever. I, I ever. totally agree with that. Uh, he has well, some injury issues. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know that 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 performance that Bron did that first year uh, against Golden State when uh, Love and when he was I, hurt. Yes, yeah, it's a now. Nah, it's plenty of them. we can have a whole different. Yeah, yeah, we we can talk, but, but let's get back to the original point. Yeah, yeah, Kobe but, motherfucking ass don't belong. <laughs> know how what he is. Dwayne you know. Wade, Dwayne Wade was. Was uh he had like glimpses and moments where he was incredible during this decade, but for the most part, the injuries had caught up with him. My thing is another person that I'm I'm just having a hard time with Kobe just being behind is Anthony Davis. We're talking all decade, and I'm looking at the criteria that they went by and they or what they post. I'm not even gonna, not even going to say the criteria, but here are the numbers that they posted. And uh, from what I can see is just during this decade, Anthony Davis has less All-NBA and All-Star appearances than um, than Kobe during this decade. Like, what are we talking about here, really? And it, it's the thing, it almost feels like they, on one hand, put him in out of respect for his name. And we could argue that with Dwayne Wade as well. But on the other hand, it's like, Saying, I don't know. It's 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 respectfully disrespectful if you because it just because of some of the names that are listed in front of him, uh, namely Blake Griffin and Anthony Davis and Carmelo. Uh, like you made a, you you made a great case for Carmelo, and despite what my social media says, I have respect for Carmelo as a player as well. I just think some people overrate him at times. Man, Carmelo oh. is the best pure score I've ever seen. He's a pure score. Nigga ain't gonna defend nothing. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's what it is. We're talking what? about with with a lack of defense. 
But, I mean, that, that, I mean, that's that's what a lot of people disrespect Carmelo over. You know what I'm saying? His his lack of defense and you know uh, the perceived selfishness that he has. But as far as putting the goddamn ball through the hoop, Melo was one of the best pure scorers ever. He I, I stand on that. He had a wet jump shot. I'm gonna give you that. But but back to your boy AD. Listen, man. Uh, who was better than him at his position, dog? This decade. What other person is averaging twenty four and ten and two and a half blocks for their career this decade? Who? I'm giving you that. I don't mind that part of it. I don't mind that part of it. But what I'm saying at the same time is. Him and Blake Griffin being over, over Kobe for this decade, I just don't agree with. I just don't agree with, especially when you, well, I don't know, you can't even talk about team success because Kobe had some issues with that as well. But I just don't, I don't agree with him being over. Now, is he an all-decade player? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. What? But him being over what? I'm on, I even say I even go as far as to say this. Blake Griffin is the one that really doesn't fit on this season. How? Blake Griffin is the one that doesn't fit at all. Dog, listen. Like all he could do, all he could do really was jump. Uh uh uh. I I get away from now. Yeah, he all uh, he could do was jump. Like his skill set was not. Okay, <laughs> starting off it wasn't. But have you? Blake has a Blake has a jumper, dog. Blake can hit you 13 to 15 feet easily. Yeah, every now and again. It's not, I'm not going to say easily. Are you serious? Man, like, Blake, and I like Blake. Like, yeah, you all make me make me go at these players that I actually have to like. Listen, you're going you gonna to have to go at them because I <laughs> we we're talking about we talking about this decade. Blake's whole career has been this decade. He came in in 2010, okay? Correct. And his, the only knock that I really have with Blake is the nigga just too – don't rebound enough for me, you know? And, and that's one of the primary – Like, positions. his whole career, he's only hit double digits twice, his first and his second year. But he, his career average is still nine boys a game. His career average is 22 points a game. He should be more dominant on the boards. I absolutely agree with that. But, I mean, just to say that, you know, he don't belong on that second team, you know, you, you, Brad, you, you, you got to take the history out of it with Kobe. You got to. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of people who's arguing in his favor is uh, failing to do. I agree that it is, it's a historical. The historical like, significance of it. And, and, and I, I think that's why he's he landed on on the third team. Same with, with Wade. You know, um like I'm just having pro I'm having so yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're speaking from a logical standpoint. I get it. I have such an issue with Blake Griffin being over here. Nigga, you like light skinned people. I, did, I have no problem. No Everybody problem. you done hated on light skin. This is not this is not color. <laughs> this is not colorism at work. We got to stop this. We got we we got to stop this. Aaron, Aaron, come get your boy, man. Yeah, I have such an issue with like this being like that. It's it's really and I just really realized it. 
Like we were talking about Anthony Davis, and I'm not now here to tell you in a heartbeat. I'm not sold on Anthony Davis. I like him as a player. I think he's he's an incredible talent. I say that in a heartbeat. I just want to see how this is going to go with him being on a bigger stage and in a situation where he can't point the finger at anybody else. Not saying that he does point the finger at other people, but his his supporters always point the finger at the organization, whatever the case may be. Which I get. That Pelicans team they built around him was mostly trash. Man. I just want to see how it goes with this upcoming season. But I even forgive the Anthony Davis part. It's the Blake Griffin part that just really gets me. I, I forgive the Carmelo situation. You made a compelling argument for Carmelo. I can forgive Anthony Davis just looking at him from a talent standpoint. It's, it's that Blake just, he's not all that skilled. He's not all that skilled. I, I, I disagree. I, I, man, again, Kobe, like, if you go back from 2000 to 2010, Kobe's first team, period. No blinking, no, no, you know, you, you, you can't say, you can't say a thing. LeBron, too, first team, him and Kobe, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, shout out to LeBron for being amazing. But he flopped too much and, and he cried too much. But that's neither here nor that. Oh, we're going to talk about that. I'm pretty sure at some point over the course of this show, not this particular episode, but at some point in time, we're going to get into some LeBron talk. But yeah, continue. But, you know, uh, again, man, we're looking at who produced from 2010 up until now. And Blake has produced. Like, you know, he's and he's he's been consistent with his production. Um, you know, one thing that niggas can really knock him for, that I knock him for, mm-hmm. is he's always hurt. Okay. You know, uh, if, if folks really want to take that into consideration, then, okay, I can see the argument for, for that, saying he's always been hurt, which he has. But to say that he he ain't bald when he played, you know, I, I, I can't roll with that. I'm going to hit you with something. And I, I, Apparently, I know we have to, to move on and keep it moving. But here's something that uh, I just thought about. Sorry, I was about to sneeze. I had to cut it off. And you can edit it out. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to put it, bring up a name, and you're probably going to lose your shit. And I think he's not on the list. He probably wasn't considered because of how people feel about him personally. And I don't particularly like him all that much as a person as well. I, I, he just, he has a lot of issues. I'm, and I'm not saying personally in the point of if I saw him in the street or something, I walk up on him or anything. I'm just talking about how he conducts himself and how he handles his career. Why is Dwight Howard not? Multiple Defensive Player of the Year award uh, nominations and wins. Defensively, was a force for quite a bit of time, you know, during this this decade. But quietly, it was all quiet. Why isn't he on the list? Well, and I don't even think he was under any consideration, to be honest. So. 
honestly, I don't disagree with you, though. I asked a question one time in a sports group. Is Dwight Howard a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yes, he is. They swiftly said no. And yes, Dwight is. I brought up his stats blindly and put him next to Tracy McGrady's stats. The people were saying, on Dwight Howard's, yeah, they got to be in the Hall of Fame. On Tracy McGrady's, they were like, eh, I don't know about it. And then when I revealed the name, of course, everybody <laughs> went with their own narrative. Yeah, Dwight should be in there. Listen, man, um, I, I think people shit on Dwight because he's goofy as fuck. Yep, that's exactly his person. His person, his personality just ain't meant for everybody, you know. Um, and then a lot of people that hate the white, ironically, well, not ironically, are Kobe fans. And you know when 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 Kobe, uh, what what he what he called he called himself, uh, bitch ass nigga, whatever it was, he called, yeah, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember that. You know, so. It, it it had a sort of a beehive effect. You know, uh, you say some bad by Beyonce, your ass better be prepared to fight, right? Yeah, and Kobe definitely has that kind of fan base. And, and that's the type of fan base Kobe has. And they really was like that back then when, when Kobe was good, you know. Uh, so that affected a lot of people's perception of Dwight Howard. That and... Dwight Howard actions affected a lot of people's perception of him. Like, you know, he he appeared lazy at times. He appeared disinterested at times. Um, and then, like I said, just just like nigga, you laugh too much for some people. <laughs> he was his way. You know, and, and and like you know, he liked to have fun. And you know, Shaq was another one who whose personality was outsized and liked to have fun. But when Shaq got on that goddamn court, he was a killer. You understand? Like, like he he dominated both ends and it wanted to just kill you. And people wanted that from Dwight Howard, and that just wasn't him. Right. You know, that just wasn't his personality. And you know, a lot of people want to look past his production and, and get into the off the court shit. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I roasted his ass on this week in sports a couple of times, you know, uh, with the, with the whole ass situation. Um, but you know, things like that off the court stuff. Um, a lot of people just took that and, and held it against him. Mm-hmm. But from a number standpoint, a production standpoint, Dwight Howard is a Hall of Famer. Dwight Howard should have been, you know, on this list. Um, and 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 I'm gonna just I'm gonna just give you just a quick quick rundown, okay? 18, 10, and three. 23, 14, two and a half. 20, 14 and a half, two. 17, 12 and a half, two and a half. 18, 12, 2, 15, 11, 1. Those are the White's House uh, season numbers for his first five seasons of this decade. That's fucking crazy. You know, those numbers are crazy, bro. Uh, and then when you when you go even even further, 
Um, even last season, 17, 18, Dwight Howard averaged 16 and a half and 12 and a half uh, boards. Like, the dude is a has been a double-double machine every single year of his career except last year. And he didn't really play last year. He played nine games. Yeah. But last year, notwithstanding, Dwight has been a double-double machine since he came to the league 2004-2005. And he was, he was sti- you know, he was even more dominant coming into 2010. You know, people forget about the, the you know, uh, the 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 accolades like you talked about defensive player of the years yeah. you know um shit like that so I, I think he gets an unfair rap uh so to speak it's based strictly off his personality and I wonder how long it's gonna take him to get in the Hall of Fame because of it. Yeah uh, that that'll be uh interesting to see. Yeah. But all right man that's enough NBA talk. Let, finally 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 man I am so excited because the best seasons of the year is here. I ain't talking about Christmas season. I ain't talking about tax season, although, you know, how tax season rolls. God damn it, I'm talking about football season and the NFL is back. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm real excited, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this season to kick off. Uh, now, before we get into all of that, who is your team in the NFL? My NFL team is the Los Angeles, formerly San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers. I've been a fan of them since uh, LT. Danny Thompson was like, when I would watch him, that's when it, I, got, I got into football shortly before he came along, I believe. And I just watched him play. I'm like, this dude can do everything. Literally yes. everything. <laughs> Running, passing, and catching. And then yes. those touchdowns he had passing, those balls were on a wire. And I just, you know, liked LT. And, uh, of course, Drew Brees came along. And they year, i never forget the year where Drew was just killing everybody. And then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before the playoffs and, you know, how that went. I still say that New Orleans Super Bowl, it belongs in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Um, but, yeah, I just kept up with it from there. I love my quarterback now, Phillip Rivers. I think we have a solid team. Last year, I think, was – I think we had a chance to get to the Super Bowl. I thought if we were going to ever beat New England and get past them – that shit was the year to do it because we hate the defense, but we'll see how it goes as the season goes on. But yeah, Los Angeles Chargers, that's my squad. How about you? Now, speaking of LT, man, um, he was a monster at TCU. I remember he came to Hattiesburg, uh, play Southern Miss, and that nigga ran over, around him, through him, whatever you want to say, he was a killer. Um, now, as for me, my favorite team is the New York Jets. And I know some people be like, how the hell is a dude from Mississippi a New York Jets fan? It's very interesting. I, I want to hear it. So, you know, at the risk of telling my age, well, it don't really matter because I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be alive and I look good for 41. But mine started with Tecmo Bowl. 
Um, back in the day, man, you know, you know how it was back in the day with Nintendo and Super Nintendo and all of that. Um, you know, before you had online gaming, everybody got at one person's house and played, you know. And like my cousins had a game and they used to choose our teams. You know, that you know, they they pick Walter Payton Chicago Bears or some shit like that and give you a, a sorry ass team, you know. Right. Well, that was kind of the case with me. And they picked the Jets and I whooped their ass with them. <laughs> and then, you know, every subsequent version of the game, you know, I stuck with them and I, you know, I just really started playing with them. And then when when uh Madden, you know, got big on PlayStation and mm-hmm. uh all of that, so I started playing with them when they had Curtis Martin. So like my Jet family goes back to my childhood and it started with a video game and right. you know here we are so many years later I'm still riding with them ah okay okay I can give with that man a, a bit of a geek explanation I'm cool with that yeah yeah no doubt so you know seasons here man and you know it, it's it's too early for uh predictions in my opinion um but I, I do think with all the moves that's been made um it's going to be a, a very interesting, a very good year. Um, yeah. You know, like right now we're in the preseason going into the second week of games. And like right now they got 90 people on their roster, man. 90. Yeah. Like how do you keep up with that many folks, man? Everybody ain't playing. Like some of y'all just that to get hit for the people that, that they really like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um <sighs> I'm just thinking like I'm thinking about uh, preseason and the things that I've seen uh, thus far. And did you see Pat Mahomes? Man, this this nigga is in midseason form <laughs> already. Oh, like, man, he just came out the gate. I don't get it, man. Like he's he's <laughs> he's a video game player. You know, he's, he's a creative like, player. I see he's a creative player. He's a creative player, man. He's fast. He can scramble. I mean, by fast, I mean he fast as fuck. He has. He can throw accurately. Then he throws a long ball. Yes. And this nigga has thrown more no-look passes than Magic Johnson. I said he he on that Steph Curry shit. Well, you know how Steph Curry get these uh these situations or these moments where he just shows out. Yeah. That's what Pat Mahomes does. Now, speaking of showing out, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown is showing his ass like with, with the with the Raiders, man. So- like, I don't get it, man. You know, um, and like I used to argue with folks about AB, man, and yeah, and like you know, you go back and forth. Like lists are big in sports. Who's the number one player? This that, and the mm-hmm. third, and like I used to have AB. As recent as 2015-16, I had Antonio Brown as the number one receiver in the NFL over Julio Jones only because Julio stayed hurt so much, in my opinion. And not only did he stay hurt. um, And he didn't score touchdowns. One can argue it's partly his fault because he doesn't score touchdowns, even though I kind of lay more on Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is just not that great of a red zone quarterback. Right. Uh, but 
at the same time, you gotta uh, uh, receive a dead great, you find a way to get him the ball. Exactly. Period. And it, it, you know, it just, it's a 50 50. I, I say it's a 50 50 split. It's at times where Julio doesn't do that great of a job getting open in the red zone where I've seen. It doesn't happen a whole, whole lot, but I've seen it. Uh, but I'm not, as far as the AB side of it, for him to not be all that tall, but he's racking up points on everybody like that. Like, again, like a video game. He and Tyreek Hill to me are straight out of a video game when it comes to this speed. Right. Uh, so I have no argument against you selecting Antonio Brown. Me personally, I'm a Julio guy. So that's who I would would uh, select. But Antonio Brown, I'm not flinching at somebody saying that he was the best receiver in the league. Right. But, you know, um, like like talent-wise and production-wise, he, he, he is a straight-up monster. Uh, but, like, I don't know, man. It's like these last couple years, he has like taken on this this persona, you know, um like like the the term diva, he took that and just ran with that bitch. Oh yeah. Know? Um and and and, and I, I don't I don't get it. I, I hate that that it is, you know, but I, I knew the nigga was going left when he started doing the twist and shit and his head looking like Coolio. Uh, and and then he had he added the blonde Hulk Hogan mustache, you know. Uh, I was like, damn, this 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 nigga is he he's he's on a different different yeah. wave. Right now. <laughs> yeah, he was, he's tripping, man. I don't know what's going on with that. What he had going on in his life at the time. But let's talk about what he got going on in his life right now. Right. Yeah. How do you get in the in a hyper in a cryogenic chamber and not have the appropriate footwear on, man? Right, like, that, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, if it's not one thing, what are you doing? If it's not one thing, it's another, man. It's not like you injured, you injured, you know, or like your shoulder or or the back of your neck or something stupid like that. You injured the thing that got you the money, right? Eat the thing that virtually no team can keep up with. No defense to keep up with you hurt your feet. Man. Right. Seriously. Frostbite. Frost and then they're saying they don't know when for he's coming back. And, and, and but what 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 makes it, the situation even worse is, you know, uh his out being out ain't got shit to do with his feet. Oh. Like, uh, like this nigga is tripping over a helmet. A helmet, man. You know, like helmet that the NFL has deemed less safe than the helmets that they're requiring people to wear now. Right. So, so it's it's almost as if, you know, like he's fighting for this helmet that probably helped make his mind go off the way it is right now. You know, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> it, uh, like it's it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome type of thing with, with this nigga in his helmet right now. He wants to keep the thing that hurts him run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like dude. Oh man, you know, you know about Antonio they're just really it's really beyond me, man. It's he does not see the issue with his behavior. And like if we go back to 
the Steelers with the situation with him trying to blast. Um, well, now I agree with him on the Big Ben shit. And I think we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. With ben him. is trash. Ben is an asshole. Uh, but to try and, and blast Juju Smith-Schuster for being a kid, yes, for advice. That was the first thing, and I was like, "Oh God, here we go." And then you go to you, you taking all these pity shots at the Steelers. And I understand it's really more so a big being in management. But then we go from there to the, the feet, and then now you're threatening to retire over him. Just stop being such a cunt. Like stop crying all the time. You know, I, I honestly think the niggas just don't want to play, man. It, it does appear that way, doesn't it? Like, and and my you know my thing is, and, and he he had this interview you know um, where he talked about he don't need the game, and I believe him. You know, like let me let me see if I have um, like he this interview he did where he he talked about that he's a millionaire. You know he's an an entrepreneur. Um, he he doesn't need. And I I felt him on that. Like yeah. that's that's some real shit. You know, but at the same time, if if, if that feel, then believe, man. Why make a spectacle of the game? Why make a spectacle of yourself? You know. And, and I, like I said, I'm I'm an Antonio Brown guy, man. You know, I, I I've argued with my niggas in, on his behalf. I have probably in LA, man. You know, um, but I, I I just I just don't get it, man. If you don't want to play, don't play. And just right. just be done with. Right. You know. But yeah. you mentioned my bad. But you mentioned Juju. That shit he did with Juju, I ain't like that either. Yeah, it was garbage. Um, that was garbage, man. It, it didn't get the desired effect that he wanted. All it did was make Juju even more likable, uh, even more respected by, by the fans and non-fans because it showed, you know, the willingness of Juju to go the extra mile to learn the game and to get better. So, like, like my nigga, you, you took an L trying to get another nigga an L. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's just... <sighs> it's is it's lame. Let's just talk call it what it is. It's lame, man. Right. The way the way he's carrying on is some bitch shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just what it is. And and he's too talented for that. And even with all the stuff and all the criticisms that we labeled against him, I cannot wait to see how much of a trade rate the Raiders are gonna be this year. Yes. I cannot wait to see it. Well, I don't like Gruden anyway. You know, yeah, I, don't, really, I don't care for it. wrong too, so. Yeah. <clears throat> it wouldn't bother me at all if they fell flat on that. <clears throat> now, speaking of, of, of falling flat on their face and, and lame and, you know, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott said, fuck you, pay me, mm-hmm. or I ain't running the ball. And I'm always for the players getting their money. And quite honestly, that shit couldn't have happened to a better team, a better owner, 
a better organization mm-hmm. than the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I want them to fail so bad. Not because I hate the players. It's because I can't stand Jerry for one. And for two, they whole fan base is delusional as fuck. Every year is their year. We winning it all. You know, every single goddamn year. But they quiet right now. Oh, yeah. They quiet. I had one cat tell me they signed Alfred Morris, so it's all good. Okay. Okay. All right. Keep on thinking that. But I'll say this. I'll say this. And I teased this on um, a post in some sports group. And I was talking to somebody. And I think now, no, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for our episode where we talk about where we think uh, players are going to, or where we think the teams are going to end up. Okay. But i say this. <clears throat> that Dallas Cowboys team, and I, I'm not a, a big Dallas guy, that team as constructed with their defense, man, they can, they can rattle some cages. They oh yeah, yeah. They like, get some shit done, man. I like, agree. Even with Ezekiel Elliott and his uh, off the field issues, notwithstanding, dude, that team is that team is loaded, and Dak to me does not get nearly enough uh, respect. He does. Well, I, I don't uh, think he gets nearly enough. Now, am I saying? Well. Am I saying? Am I saying he's? On the same level as another player who I don't think gets enough respect, and then that player being Russell Wilson. No, I'm not saying he's even close to that. But listen, man, um, I, I like that. Okay, first of all, he played Mississippi State, so I, I, I pull for you know. Yeah, we 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 tend to do that. Yeah, you know, I pull for for Mississippi players, um, and. I like Dak, but I think that he's easily game plan now. To be to be quite honest, now I don't know if adding uh, Amari Cooper last year was an aberration as far as the stats and shit goes, but I, I just don't I just don't see him being able to sustain without a high quality running back. Yeah. Now, Zeke, Zeke is a top three back in the league. Top three, four, you know, wherever you want to put him. Uh, he's a top back. You, you can't deny that whether you like the Cowboys or not. Uh, and, and he garners attention all three downs, you know. Yeah. He he takes the load off of, of, of Dak. So, with him being gone, that box will not be loaded. You you won't see those eight man fronts. You won't you won't see it. You know. So Dak will have his work cut out for him um without Zeke. Now, they could get lucky and find a diamond in the rough mm-hmm. and they could have, you know, whoever that is could have the James Conner effect that we saw in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time there was a different quality quarterback in Pittsburgh as well. So and That's fair. they had they had two killers at wide receiver. So it was easier for Connor to do his thing. But even and, with that, they still didn't make the damn playoffs. Yeah. And and, and and we'll go through that on another another uh episode, you know, but 
the NFL man is 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 crazy right now. Um, you know, with the AB dominating the headlines, and a lot of people talked about that. But that was another story that kind of got eased into the 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 uh the media conscious that a lot of people really didn't just touch on or maybe they just didn't care to touch on but mm-hmm. since I can't stand this orange bastard I'ma have to say something. All right, go for it. Now you know uh some of you heard or, or read the story or whatever. Uh IQ forty five aka Orange turd, aka two two pay fiasco. Uh, he talked about you know somebody asked him a question about Kaepernick going back to the NFL. Um, and he said that you know if he's good enough, then yeah, he should be playing. Now. That goes in direct contrast to everything that he said ever before. You know, he called him a son of a bitch. Get him out of there. He's fired. So on and so forth. Um, but now he's singing a different tune. And, I mean, I get it. You know, it's election season. Um, you know, he's pulling out all the stops. But I just think it, it's hypocritical nonsense and bullshit for him to say it and and, and it's just not the fact my, my bias against him that's speaking it's just as a person as as a man you know you disrespect somebody the way that he did and then come back and say that type of shit that's just very uh ingenuous to me and, and I think he's full of it. so with that like some people were saying hey it's just about the election time and all that kind of stuff. And then I read the full comments. It was shady as shit. The full comments and everything he was saying was shady as shit. He was just basically saying, in so many words, if he was so good, he have a job right now. Right. That's what he was saying. It wasn't that he was saying, yeah, I believe he should get another chance, opportunity in the NFL if he's good enough. That's not how he meant it. He meant meant it as a flex like yeah Colin ain't that great and that's why he doesn't have a job and you know even with the protests he doesn't have a job but it's really because he's not that good and he said he goes on to say uh I know a lot of owners and I spoke with them and all of that and yeah if he was any good you know they give him a shot and they put him back in the league to which I say we know Colin is, is better than several quarterbacks that are playing right now. Matt Schaub, Nathan Peterman. Uh, Matt fucking Schaub is still you know, Right. Like, like, we could literally name 25 goddamn backups that he's better than. Right. We could name probably five starters that he's better than. At least. At least. And, and, and it's about... If he's good enough, like, come on, man, get that shit out of here. And it's a, it's a subject, and we've been giving it a lot of energy, what, for the last few years. And it seems like every year around this time, we start hearing about how um, we should be protesting and all that kind of stuff, which I understand. But it, every year, it's even more um, impressive to me, the leaps and bounds that these organizations 
led by billionaires go to to keep from doing something that just makes sense. Right. And they're signing Colin Kaepernick over a protest that really that really isn't that big of a deal as far as their bottom line. Like nobody, Budweiser is not about to pull sponsorships or your local businesses aren't going to pull sponsorships because you have Colin Kaepernick on your team. And when you even make them relevant by having their name associated with you. Right. Look at Nike. Yeah. Look at Nike. And and Nike is the official apparel of the NFL. Of the NFL. And they doubled down. They were like, yeah, what are you going to do? (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? And then their uh, shares went up the next day after they announced it. You bring him now in certain places that yeah, you you bring him there and it's gonna be hell like New England, which is in Boston, which is racist as fuck anyway. But you put him in Baltimore, it's shit gonna be jumping. It's like certain t- and that's just as a backup, not even You put him in Atlanta. Oh, you put him in Atlanta, my God. You put him in Houston. What shit Washington? Yeah. City. You put him in Washington. Yeah, come on, man. It's, you know, this dude is—they're going through, and it's a, a coalition thing. It's like all the—I I know there are owners there that want him, but it's one of those things where they just got to uphold for the shield, right? They all, yeah, they all got to stick together and so forth, so, show some kind of solidarity. But it's—it's yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, and it's—I mean, it's the end of his career. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame because it's better than that. And I've heard somebody say, "Well, maybe Colin Kaepernick should go to the XFL." So you think Vince McMahon gonna have him in the league? Hell no. There's no way. So yeah, it's 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 pretty much the end of the road, and it's crazy to me because you have black people who try and downplay what he did and say it was just a publicity stunt and all that kind of stuff. And this man sacrificed his career and. It's like some people are saying it was for nothing when and still missing a point years after he took that dive. Well, and, and, I, and I'm gonna say this and just just you know be be through with it. Um, as far as as far as Trump goes, what he said the other day is is straight double speak, straight straight bullshit. Uh, you know he's talking about he know these owners and and they'll do this and that. But at the same time, you threaten these same owners, uh, you know, with, with 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 your nonsense if they gave him a shot. So, like, you contradicting yourself, which he always does, which shows us why we shouldn't trust him or any politician for that uh, for for that point. Anyways, I don't trust any of them. Um, and as far as folks who who talk about what Colin did. Um, you know, talk about publicity stunt and, and all of that. Out of all those people who knelt and and did it or whatever, none of them have put in the amount of work that he has. Yep. And not only did he put in the work, he put it out for the world to see. Like, you could literally, you know, go and track every dollar spent, you know, every every you know meeting and every uh 
charitable thing, you know, an organization he visited, and and like you could track his movements. So, yeah. you know, miss, miss me but, with that. That but of course, of course, niggas, it's not enough for them. Like it's almost like it's like niggas want to see your damn tax returns to give you credit, and even then they're gonna give you a year, but. Uh, and I, I cannot stand for people to tell celebrities what to do with their money and what they are and aren't doing. Like, I remember at one point, people were on Jay-Z about saying, well, he doesn't do this and that because it wasn't on camera. And now you're seeing his peers come out and say, oh, this is this is what Jay-Z did for me. Jay-Z isn't taking his PR team out there and saying, all right, go tell them about this situation. No, you got people coming. And that's how Prince was as well. Right. We didn't find out about anything Prince did until after he died. Exactly. And and I I admire that. Don't be a look at me, celebrity. Just and I know this sounds funny, but don't be when it comes to charity, um, charity work and stuff. You ain't got to be a look at me person, man. The real satisfaction is, comes in doing it. Yes, I I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and speaking of, of real satisfaction, um, I am really and truly uh, happy and satisfied with our first episode of the Culture Sports Podcast. I am uh, really and truly satisfied that we finally got together to, to put this, this shit down. And, you know, I am totally looking for, you know, thousands of shows, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Like, like we 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 could be the next Mike and Mike killing the game. That's what I'm looking for, bro. Let's do it, man. That's I mean, you never you never go into th- anything half cock, man. You never go oh, into yeah. half cock. So I'm I'm a firm believer in that, man. We're gonna make some magic. We're gonna make some magic, definitely. Now, now before we tip up on out of here, man. Uh, everybody, I just want to let you know that you can find uh you can find this podcast on. All the major platforms you can find us on uh, Black with No Chaser um, Facebook page. You can find us on the, the Black with No Chaser website www.blackwithnochaser.com. Uh, you can find me TK. Uh, my Twitter handle is uh, Plead the Fifth. Plead underscore D A underscore Fifth. It's perfect. Also, on uh <laughs> I'm also on uh Instagram, uh D Shade and Shit Talking uh podcast. So, you know, look us up, follow us. Cause we gonna really try to get it in and, and make this this an enjoyable ride for y'all. Yes, sir, man. You can find me on Facebook at the Unapologetic Geek. You can find me on Instagram at uh the underscore unapologetic underscore geek. You can also find me on Black Excellent and Ignorance's podcast, uh, Off Topic, which is on SoundCloud. And you can even find me on blackwithnochaser.com. And if you want to check out my first article there uh, called The NCAA is Pathetic and the Rich Paul Rule Shows Why, definitely check that article out. It's a great complimentary piece, I feel, to what we talked about at the top of this podcast. Yep. Yeah, man, I look forward to seeing y'all. I look forward to doing this show. The culture sports is here. We're about to kill the game. No doubt. Now, on behalf of myself, TK, 
on behalf of my 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 guy, my partner, my rolling, my ace, my dog, whatever you want to call it. Yes, sir. Jarius, the unapologetic geek. We all we both appreciate you all tuning in, and we look forward to doing this again. Yes, we'll sir. See you on the next go round, the culture sports. Let's get it. Peace. Oh, thank you.